Well, Michigan native and MSU alumna Susan Packard is a media entrepreneur who, along with many talented people, created popular TV channels like CNBC, HDTV, and Food Network. Today, as she says on her website, SusanPackard.com, she writes, teaches, and shares practices of good emotional health, which have at their core hope. She's also open about being sober and how her ongoing recovery has transformed her life from, as she says, a stark, soul-sick place to one rich with friends and activities she loves to do, like reading by the lake on a Michigan summer day, supporting working women in any way she can, and connecting with college students and young adults who have courageously found their way to recovery. Susan was both homecoming grand marshal and an MSU commencement speaker in 2019. She has bachelor's and master's degrees in advertising and public relations from MSU. She is a Spartan. She's also a prolific author, and her latest book is titled The Little Book of College Sobriety. Susan, great to welcome you back to MSU today. Thank you, Russ. I'm just delighted to be here. So before we talk about this important issue of sobriety, just remind me when you were coming up and choosing a college as a young person, why was MSU the choice? Well, I don't know that I even had a choice because my my family all went to MSU. Uh, my cousins have all gone to MSU. It's one of those schools that actually I really didn't know of any other options from since I was a young child. I was going to Michigan State. So how did your time here impact you and sort of prepare you for your career, would you say? Well, um, it really impacted me because when I got my graduate degree, um, I spent a lot of time taking research classes in media because it was an advertising MA. And that allowed me to start, um, I had one or two jobs before HBO, and then I started in HBO, but I was in media with a focus in media. And then as I started my career, I, w- I ended up, started at the beginning and ended in media. So describe your career path a little bit. I started at a research company writing questionnaires. Awful, boring, terrible. But I wanted to understand consumer behavior a little bit better, and so I did that. And then a girlfriend from MSU that I knew who was in the MA program with me said, hey, I'm at HBO, they're hiring people, we need people, what do you think? And I, I mean, it didn't take long for me to realize that that would be a whole lot more fun than asking people about their deodorant preferences. So I said, yes, I will do that. And I moved to Chicago. And that was in 1980. And um, I stayed in media ever since. I was there seven years. Um, And then I went to CNBC and helped um, NBC start that network up. And MSNBC was there for six or seven years. And then um, met Ken Lowe, who had this idea called HGTV. And I loved the idea. I thought that the time was right for it. And he hired me as his first employee. And then we began to hire people and create this business. So cool. And Susan Packard, I mentioned your latest book, The Little Book of College Sobriety. What was the impetus for you to get sober? Oh, for me to get sober? Oh, good question. I'm one of those people who um, I'd never had any real um, consequences from my alcohol use, but um, I was at a place of sort of horrible loneliness 
and um, just feeling utterly alone. Even And it made no sense because I was happily married, starting a family, great job. Um, I didn't understand it, but what helped to numb it was many glasses of wine every night when I got home. I was also in high-stress roles, so you know, alcohol really helped with that, um, up until the point where it didn't anymore. Um, it just stopped working, and it, then it was a very dark place, and I realized that I needed to do something to help myself. And while I was at HGTV, I started that sort of slow, painful walk toward recovery. Um, yeah, that was that was basically it. So why this book now, uh, and why do you do it with MSU students? Sort of how do you approach the topic in the book? Yeah, so the book is called The Little Book of College Sobriety, Living Happy, Healthy, and Free. And um, I had an, a student advisory group. Um, this, there are 12 stories in the book, and they're from all over the country. So I do have four or five MSU stories, but then I have stories from Colorado and Texas and Virginia and Ohio. And um, they helped me with everything from the title of the book to their stories themselves, which they put in there. And their stories are about their journey from despair and um, addiction into this hope-rich place of recovery. And their stories are were so tremendously inspiring to me, I thought I could capture them. And I have written two books, so I, I, I know how to write a book. So I thought I could capture their stories, and I put my stories in there also, and have um, include this as a book that students that might be questioning whether they should be experiencing college sober could pick up, and maybe they could learn something from it. And you're very involved with MSU's Collegiate Recovery Community. Why is it important to you to talk about substance use disorder and recovery with college students? It's important to me because I remember when I was a college student, and I felt something was wrong with me um, because I drank so much and abused drugs as well. And yet I was, you know, in the honors college, there was just something that was completely disjointed about that. And comparing myself to others, um, others just didn't do that. They didn't do what I did in terms of drugs and alcohol. So um, I thought to myself, if I had known, if I had known the questions to ask myself back then, if there had been a collegiate recovery community for me to walk into a lounge and to see people that were happy, that were experiencing college sober, maybe my whole experience of college would have been very different. And, um, and maybe it wouldn't have taken me two more decades to actually get to that place of recovery. And what do you get from being involved with these, these college students? Oh, I get so much. It's all about the students. Um, they inspire me every day. They, you know, they'll send me little notes. Um, I'll send them notes congratulating them on a sobriety date. They'll tell me about their trips. Um, I feel like I'm sort of the aunt. I'm not. I'm not anybody's mom. I'm not really related to anybody. So I think they're more open with me than they might be, you know, with others that are our family. Um, and they've become very dear to me, all of them. And they inspire me. I, they help me with my sobriety and my recovery. Um, so um, I get so much out of being with them, spending time with them. 
That's so cool. And why is it trans? You know, why is the transparent discussing of recovery important? Yeah, I, I think it's important because mental health is just a part of who we are. We're, you know, we basically are our physical selves, our mental selves, and our social selves. And we t- try to take care of our physical selves. I mean, not all of us do, but um, we know about taking care of our physical selves. We know about taking care of our social well-being, especially after COVID and the importance of being interconnected. But our mental health, no one wants to own it or talk about it. You know, it's our culture. And, um, and I think it's ridiculous. You know, our mental health is a, just one part of who we are. And it's not even the most important part unless you don't care for it then it may become the most important part in a lot with a lot of negative consequences. So I think that if I can, you know, model for others that you can be, you can live a life of recovery, you can talk about mental health, um, I think that um, hopefully some people will, will listen and maybe it'll open them up a little bit. And a great question from our friend Lisa Parker. When you think back, what do you imagine the college version of you would have done with the content of the book? Mm. Yeah, um, I definitely would have been more steady. I would have had better peace of mind. I would have had more friends, and real friends, safe friends. You know, college for me, I mean, it was fun. I would always use that word. If anybody asked me, yes, it was fun. But it was also an emotional struggle for me in large part because of the drugs and alcohol. So what would you say are some key takeaways from the book that you'd like people to have and and your advice for anyone struggling with substance use disorder? Yes. um, I personally believe that substance use disorder is a disease of disconnectedness. I believe that an, an individual just feels completely apart and utterly alone. And so the antidote to that is um, a community, finding a community. At universities, there are recovery communities. But one of the reasons I wrote the book is only 5% of universities around the country have these communities like Michigan State has. So all the proceeds from the book are going to a national organization who will grow these recovery communities And um, I think you just need to find people that can be, you can feel comfortable and safe with. And after that, recovery is a beautiful, hope-rich way to live. And, you know, what message, Susan, do you have for alumni interested in getting involved with Michigan State University students and initiatives of all kinds? I would say it starts with what's your passion. So let's say you're a vet and you want to have some sort of engagement with the vets that are on campus, you can do that. Let's say you love music or you're a musician and you want to have some connection with the musicians of the music school on campus, you can do that. It really depends. Like, I love the students. It may be that certain individuals would prefer to teach a class or just sub one time to teach a class or suggest some curriculum. Um, make donations. There's all kinds of ways you can get involved. For me, though, it begins and ends with the students. And Susan, we mentioned uh, at the top, the book, the name of the book is The Little Book of College Sobriety, and it can be got, you can get it at susanpacker.com. And one other question before I let you go back on your TV life, uh, 
we hear about cord cutters and now people have more apps they're paying more for apps than they were for cable just where where is this crazy world of tv and media consumption going in your view yeah i feel like we're going in a cyclical way we're going back to the way it was um, yeah, there are a lot of cord cutters, and people are just buying individual um, networks like Netflix and Amazon Prime and whatnot. But when you look at the big companies, like my former company is now a part of Warner Brothers Discovery, and David Zaslav, who runs it, who I used to work with, um, he what he wants to do is make one mega channel which would have HBO and Max and HGTV and Food Network and CNN and all of these for one fee. And that sounds to me a whole lot like cable TV was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I believe that we'll have more ability to choose what we want, but I think there will, I know that there will be a price point um, issue just like there always has been. And, um, a, ne- a network like Netflix is now looking at an ad-supported option. You know, when we built cable networks, HGTV and CNBC, we had two sources of revenue. They have only always had one source of revenue, which is sub- subscribers. So now they're looking at, oh, my God, how do I grow more revenue? And this is this may work for certain people. They might be okay with it for a lesser price point. So it's. I feel like it's so much of the same, only being repackaged and called something different. That's so true. Well, well, Susan, thank you very much for coming back on the show and talking about this important topic. Thank you, Russ. It's the Little Book of College Sobriety by MSU alumna Susan Packard. Learn a lot more about it and get your hands on it at susanpackard.com. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.